0: Welcome to Broken Tusk Rising, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition actual play in the Galarian campaign setting. We're playing through the Quest for the Frozen Flame adventure path.
1: I'm Sean, and I'm playing Andreas Witchborn, the human magus.
2: I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Zancath, the halfling fighter.
3: I'm Jeanette, and I'm playing Jonesy, the human cleric.
4: This is Josh, and I'm playing Corgo, the human barbarian.
0: Last time on Broken Tusk Rising, the scouts found some standing stones and two barrows or cairns on a hilltop. Before we pick up where we left off, I have to make a correction. The position of the burning mammoths on the exploration map was not quite right. I have now put them in the correct location, which is a little bit closer than it was before, closer to the Broken Tusks. On the other hand, it is still going to take the burning mammoths at least a month to catch up to where you are now. So they're still way behind you. Anyway, back to the story. After exploring the area of the two barrows, they discovered that the central stone was a divination apaku, which has a magical map that reveals the locations and movements of notable people or groups in the area. One of the barrows has collapsed, but Andreas incredibly managed to drag this huge stone door of the other barrow to the side, revealing a dark passage. He led the group inside, finding a skeleton on a stone platform but he was surprised by the sudden appearance of two figures that emerged from the darkness.
1: And he immediately regretted everything. And they look
0: like...
1: Yay, Art.
0: This. Ooh. Would someone describe that, please? And remember, this is a (laughs) family-friendly
5: podcast.
2: Uh, let's see. Kind of spiky-looking, white-bluish hair, tall... Uh, kind of gangly. What looks like. I can't tell if it's a crown or an eye covering of some sort. They're like Kanye glasses, but made
3: out of bones? Uh-huh.
5: <laughs> oh my god, yes. I'm uh-huh. <laughs> like
1: a headdress of what looked to be like maybe uh, bighorn sheep antlers or horns.
0: I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I had to Google Kanye glasses.
5: That
0: was funny. <laughs> Easy and wearing some tattered, lower-body remnants of clothing, some kind of weird ankle wrap.
2: Kind of looks like she only has one foot, but I think that's just uh yeah, One foot a,
0: behind the other. That's a perspective yeah. thing.
2: Yeah, it's a perspective yeah. the thing. The artist couldn't draw the other foot is what happened.
1: <laughs> I mean, I understand feet are hard, so... It's like putting the hands in the pockets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this creature person may also have like a flame breath because it appears the mouth is glowing with some sort of inner oh, no. light. Yeah,
2: it does
3: seem and glowing. And
1: I think Andreas is at ground zero, so I'll see you guys next time.
3: Well, you're not. Yep. So you <laughs> might be one of those fizzy candies.
1: It could you be a fizzy candy. <laughs> <kid>. John <laughs> Some pop rocks and yeah.
2: soda, you know?
1: Yeah. Mentos.
0: So <laughs> as Andreas steps around the corner and these two creatures appear, one of them says...
6: You cannot disturb this place.
1: Cannot or should not.
6: And the other one says, Leave now. Yeah, says the one (laughs) on the right.
2: (laughs) Well, this isn't going at all like I expected. The
0: one on the left looks at her.
3: (laughs) A little embarrassed, perhaps.
1: Andreas uh, looks from one to the other and uh, attempts to recall knowledge. Okay.
0: Uh, You could make a religion check. Okay. Or do you have any other specific lores? You have demon lore, of course, but don't have any other specific lores that would be relevant, right? Uh,
1: Not specific. I've got religion, occultism, arcana. Do religion. You got it. 18. Ooh.
0: I'll tell you your... Oh, I'm sorry. You get to say 18, not me.
1: I did a blind jam roll, so...
0: Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Uh, oh, that's what that means. It's, okay, definitely, it it's definitely
2: not that's what, eighteen.
0: See, it does, it's just pink. It doesn't say anything on my end like this was a blind roll or anything. It
5: that's just fair.
0: It's just it's just a different color. I thought, oh, okay. Everyone he, knows pink is for private. Come uh,
5: on, obviously.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just like a common UI pattern. Pink, uh, <laughs> universal.
0: What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I should have known this is a private role. I'm sorry. You look at these creatures. You don't know exactly what they are, but I'll tell you that you know they're undead. Does anyone else want to make any kind of check? You could make a perception check. You could, um, if any, have any other applicable lores that you'd like to use.
2: Yeah, I'm not actually in the room.
3: Okay, uh, I would. I'll make a medicine check, maybe to see if they were like murdered or perhaps entombed here.
0: Uh, if you want to, you could also make a religion check, just like Andreas did. But you can make a medicine check if you'd rather do that.
3: Sure. Nope, I'd rather do religion. Just wasn't sure if we could do it twice.
0: Oh, okay. Here
3: it goes. Oh. oh, even worse.
0: You're not sure what these things are.
3: Jonesy tugs at Andreas's sleeve and goes,
5: "Yeah."
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the two creatures are sort of standing on their tiptoes, sort of waving their hands at you, saying,
1: "Do they appear? Do they appear corporeal?"
0: They do appear corporeal,
1: yes. And do I see anything on them that would indicate they are part of like the Broken Tusk following at some point?
0: No, you're pretty sure that they are not.
1: Guardians of the
0: Barrow. Who are
1: you? Who rests in this tomb?
0: One of them looks at the other, the the one that was um the one that didn't say yeah, looks at the other one and says
6: See, Uchuli, I told you you were overdoing it. They're not even a little scared.
0: <laughs> and so the one that was being addressed, Uchuli, says, I am Uchuli, and this is a
6: carta willow weave.
0: And the other one says,
6: Uchuli the wise, you mean? I no longer even remember why I was called that, and so I think it is safe to abandon the
1: epithet. But you should leave. Woo! Is there any particular reason you want us to leave? You, you're not like lonely in here or anything.
6: We have been tasked with defending this place, cursed with defending this place forever. Ah, one- yeah.
1: <laughs> Andreas will look over his shoulder and say, "Classic cursed defenders of a uh, ancient, forgotten tomb for you know, needless yeah, reasons." They're,
3: they're always the same.
1: Not needless! No! Oh, so there's something of vast importance here that needs to be guarded.
6: Oh, no! It's just that we were punished for a reason! <laughs> oh. There's nothing valuable here, really. Just this stupid corpse!
3: There's no chance. I feel like Sean already asked this or somebody did, but they're definitely dead. They're not like.
2: It's not like makeup, stage makeup.
0: You're pretty sure, even with your relatively low medicine check, that these people are dead.
2: Okay. Uh, Zancath is kind of peeking around the wall going, Is there something spooky in here? It sounds quite spooky. <laughs>
4: Corco peeks his head around the wall and sees these two, like, topless ladies and goes, Oh, oh God, what are you guys doing? And then he leaves immediately. so oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> the friend is quite modest.
6: That's great. <laughs> leave.
1: What if? What if? What if the two of you came out? You know, we could give you like a cloak or something, and you'd sit and have a conversation. You know, tell us we get all caught up on your stuff. You get caught up on our stuff.
6: We cannot leave. We are cursed to defend this tomb forever.
3: Forever. Yeah. Can, can we? Take a quick peek at this tomb
2: to see. I don't oh! Oh.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I need clarification on the echo. Was there actually an echo or was it just them repeating themselves?
0: Uh, that was the other one repeating.
2: Cool. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but from this spot, can I kind of look over Andreas'
3: shoulder and just sort of glimpse at it to see? Sure.
0: Yeah. So you can see that on this stone slab, there's a skeleton in blue robes. And maybe some other stuff wrapped up with it, but you can't see any more than that.
3: I, I think we should leave. Uh, Though Clearly, they're not wearing any clothes, and uh, obviously they're quite nice about it. Begin uh, with the clothes they <laughs> I'm dead! <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> We're dead! And, uh, yes, that's a, that's a good point.
1: We're just here to pay our respects and pick up some things that our ancestors forgot.
6: Here to pay We're your respects! respects. To, to Viadjur!
1: Yes, to hear he hear George. What?
6: <laughs> <sighs> you yeah. don't think they know who we're talking about. No, I oh I think they're, they're trying, trying to, to fool us.
1: Simply an unnamed warrior entombed here, and no. We are... it, is it is the body of, of Hiajor. Tell me more about Hiajor. I might be related.
0: Uh, the creature sort of mimes taking a deep breath and rolls its eyes as though it needed to breathe, and says,
6: (laughs) Many years ago, an Eraseni sorcerer named Heijor fled a battle somewhere to the west and arrived here with her remaining forces. We were were Seers." seers tasked with guarding the Apaku outside. Eajor thought she could easily overwhelm us with her army, but we were stronger than she expected, and we knew of her coming because of the Apaku. We very nearly killed her, but she defeated us in the end. Only she didn't, really. We cursed her with a wasting disease, And it killed her only a few days later. She used the last of her magic to reanimate us as you see us. Forced to forever watch over her corpse. She sent her remaining warriors back to Irison with word of her defeat. We have been here ever since. Yeah! (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is actually more on the nose than I thought. I'm actually also from Mirison.
6: Oh, really? Yes. Good for you, I guess. <laughs> it's
1: pretty, pretty cool. So, anyways.
6: No, we are not the biggest fans.
1: I, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, what if I were to repatriate her corpse?
6: That would be difficult because we cannot allow
1: you. What were the terms of the curse? It sounded like you just said, watch and defend. What if what if you watch me walk out with it and defend it from harm while I take very good care of it? <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, this, Akarta says, if, if you can seal the entrance, really, really seal it. it. Magically, it, it would, would give, give us some, some peace. peace. You could heap stones stones around around it, of course, course, but a magical magical seal would be best. I once knew rituals rituals, which could could do do this, this, but I remember remember so little now. And I would like Jonesy
0: to make a religion check again.
3: Oh, even worse. 11. Here a point. Here a point. Good call. Good call. This seems pretty important. 11 again. (laughs) 25.
0: Much better. That is a critical success jonesy there's really not much i can give you on a critical success i'll I'll think about that so you realize that a consecrate spell or ritual would put these creatures to rest and at this point i'll tell you a little bit more since you made a critical success i'll tell you a little bit more about them these are whites and uh that you could put them to rest and free their souls from this magic if you could somehow do a consecrate spell or ritual here the only issue of course is that you don't have that I think you're not leveled enough. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you no, do. No,
3: I don't think I have it.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, well, <clears throat> <clears throat> rituals are not spells. Rituals okay, so are... Yeah. You would need to
0: consecrate ritual.
3: But would I know if I can do that?
0: I don't know if you know if you could do that. It's a three days casting time.
1: It does, what? It takes, it takes time to cast... It lasts for quite a while. uh, And, you know, if it's going to put these guys to rest, then that's great. Um, I'm going to look up if you have to have, like, purchased the ritual, or maybe Jonesy somehow might be able to just prepare it by praying. I'm not sure.
4: It does say uncommon. Hmm.
1: True. Let's see. Page 410.
4: I think if Jonesy can say where he learned it from and give us, like, a really vivid flashback. Well, you know, back in Cleric
3: School, I had this teacher (laughs) named Mr. Thompson, and uh, he (laughs) took us on a field trip. And I remember that there was this really interesting tree, and we were talking about it. And then all of a sudden, this story got incredibly boring, and it just went on for like (laughs) another twenty minutes. (laughs) And somehow you're not even certain if I told you how I learned it, but it doesn't matter because it went on for so long. You just want it to end?
0: Well, I guess I'll say that there is a way the adventure provides that you could maybe somehow get a consecrate ritual uh, or what you need to do the consecrate Mm -hmm. ritual, but you don't have it with you right now.
2: A ritual is an esoteric and complex spell that anyone can cast. It takes much longer to cast a ritual than a normal spell, but rituals can have more powerful effects.
1: Oh, anyone. Learning a ritual does not count against any limits on spells in your spell repertoire. Rituals are never common, though if you look hard, you can probably find someone who can perform an uncommon ritual for you. They may still be unwilling to teach it to you.
3: Maybe somebody in the following?
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe.
0: I think there's a cleric in the following. There is. Maybe she knows the consecrate ritual. Maybe she doesn't. Nacta the healer is a cleric.
1: Okay. So uh, Andreas will relent. These undead creatures are not going anywhere. And his, could you shut the door on your way out? I'll try, but I was pretty lucky opening it on the way in. <laughs> and uh, Andreas waves goodbye and will step back. Goodbye, Goodbye mortals. mortals! Goodbye! Yeah! Has anyone <laughs> else kind of changed the idea of being called mortals? It's like we're children or something.
2: I mean, I, I assume they are quite a bit older than us, if you take in the dead years plus the living years. So to them, we are, in fact, somewhat children.
1: Yeah, but they aren't learning anything in there. They're just static.
2: But, that, but that's not
3: what, what mortals mean, sir. Just because you don't like the way it sounds.
1: Do illuminate me, Jonesy.
3: (laughs) Mortals means that you're merely uh, alive or something like that, right?
1: I
0: think you're right. I think that's what it is. Is Jonesy going to step out of the uh, barrow? No, no, I'll stay. I'll wait. You'll stay there. Okay. But you're the one who has to
1: learn the ritual.
3: (laughs) Jonesy will step out, sir. Okay,
0: all right. So I'm going to assume that you... Take some time and try to close the door.
1: Yeah, I'll give it a shot.
3: Okay. We just put up a beaded curtain that will work in the house. Oh. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Look at this. I just happened to have one in my inventory. <laughs> I'll probably, rather than putting the giant rock in front, which is quite a pain, I'll stack up some smaller rocks. That okay. Make, you know, invest the time rather than uh, accidentally strain myself. Because I was, uh, yeah, I rolled pretty good last time. <laughs>
2: That way, when we come back, you know, yeah. we can get in there more easily. Sure. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what else do you want to do? You're, you're in this area where there are these two barrows, one to the northwest, one to the northeast. There's this apaku in the middle that turns sort of translucent whenever you cast a, a divination spell. And then there are those standing stones to the south. And I said there's like a lumpy, pebbly mound uh, near the uh, standing stones as well.
1: I seem to remember in my notes here, Zankath critically succeeded on the map, was able to identify that the map is magical, Mm -hmm. and it shifts and changes to show where we are. Uh, We see a symbol that shows where we think the burning mammoths are. It also shows a cave to our southeast and a scowling face to the northeast. Right.
3: And the burning mammoths, they look to be about a month away.
1: Yeah, they're like a month
0: behind you. (laughs) And the cave that's to the southeast had a box in it. Right. Oh, and yeah. The, the burning mammoths were also represented by several tiny, curvy, fiery lines spreading from the northwest.
1: Which seemed fairly self-explanatory.
3: Can we take a quick look at these standing stones? I don't think we... I forgot
0: one other thing. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That last item, being able to see the burning mammoth sort of on, the, on this map, is going to give you a boost on your next delay action, you will boost your roll result up by one category. Cool. So if you fail, it becomes a success. If you succeed, it becomes a critical success and so on.
1: I did have that noted here too. I just didn't read it.
0: Well done. So I'm sorry, Jonesy. you wanted to look at the standing stones. Yeah,
3: we didn't investigate those yet, did we?
0: No, you didn't. Mm -hmm. No. Five enormous stones loom over the clearing like enormous jagged teeth. They resemble those at rock loom but without animal carvings atop them. There's also a large, pebbly round lump, about 10 feet in diameter, placed in the shade of the middle stone, so on the south side of that middle stone. Now, stop right about there. Uh-oh. <laughs> because oh, as sure. Cute. you walk around the stone, you hear a deep rumbling noise, and that pebbly mound starts to move, and you realize this is a creature. And it pops up from the ground and it has a head that sort of emerges from one end and a tail that pokes out from the other. And this round pebbly lump looks at Andreas and again rumbles and sort of makes a, like a stomping motion and moves towards him. What do you want to do?
1: Go, go. Something for you to play with. <laughs> what? Andreas will uh, call oh. for ca- call for cargo and will mimic the creature stomping and huffing.
3: Ooh,
0: okay. Then I guess you're going to roll for initiative.
3: Obviously just trying to defend its nest of flying That's birds. That's ex-
0: exactly what it's doing, but you just gave it a threatening warning gesture as well. And so it is going to take that as the threat that it thinks it is. So... Let's roll for initiative. Okay.
3: God, Sean, you just want to make sure we maintain yeah. that animal killer. <laughs> Whatever it was. We were, trying,
1: we were trying to go for the no animal kill achievo. <laughs> I was
2: looking at the tame animal feet as you were doing this. I was so close. Was...
0: Sean's like, this This big mean wolf is growling at me. I'm going to growl at it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Try trying to look scary.
1: Corco. That <laughs> right, see Andreas Andreas has merely a plus one nature.
0: Let's see, have I got every... Oh, yeah, everybody's in the initiative. Oh, I guess I need to put Hungara in the initiative. Your moose and your wolf are sort of hanging out near the Apaku to the north. I'll go ahead and roll for the moose and the wolf and the creature. (laughs) For the listeners, it looks like a giant armadillo because it is a giant armadillo.
2: I mean, that'll do it. Spoilers. Sandcath, what'd you get? 28.
0: The moose got a 26. Corgo, what'd you get? And the wolf got a 17. Andreas, you got...
1: 13.
0: And Rangara got a 13 also, but Rangara goes after you. The weird creature got a 12, and Jonesy got an 11. So, Zankath, what do you want to do? This creature clearly looks aggressive and looks very unhappy with Andreas. You're right next to it.
2: Zankath is going to back up 25 feet and uh, I'm going to say I probably didn't have my bow out, so I'm going to pull my bow out, and that's it.
0: Okay. The moose wanders around a little bit, maybe a little curious about what's going on, finds some food to eat on the ground, some grass to eat, and uh, that's what the moose does. Corgo, what are you doing?
4: So Corgo was not investigating south of the stones when this started. And then Andrea said, Corgo, come over, you got something to play. So Corgo's like round in the corner, and then all of a sudden sees a giant armadillo, angry armadillo. There's a giant armadillo
0: rear end right in your face. He (laughs) grabs it instinctively.
1: Grabs the rear end.
0: (laughs) Tries to (laughs) wrestle the armadillo with a 20 athletics. Okay. And that's compared against its reflex DC, is that right? I don't know what it takes to grapple something. I just roll stuff. (laughs) Let me see.
4: (laughs) I think it's probably Reflex Grapple Pathfinder, second edition.
0: 42 DC. DC. Okay, and you roll a 20? Yep. That is not enough to grapple the creature. So, what happens is Corgo runs up to it and sort of wraps his arms around the massive back end of this creature, and like nothing happens. It's just like he can't <laughs> do anything. It's so big. <laughs> Was this clearly sitting on a nest or something, and we have disturbed it? Or? It's not sitting on a nest, although it does seem to have sort of made a a, a a familiar and comfortable depression here in the shade of this standing stone. It does look like it might hang out here. If you want to make a nature check, maybe to try to learn more about it, you could do that. Mm, yeah, but I rolled 11, so...
2: That's probably not going to do it.
0: So good. No, that doesn't do it.
4: It's an animal. We just ran into something, and we didn't kill it right away, which was a huge step forward for whatever our group <laughs> is. So, Gorgo's <laughs> gonna say, uh, "Let's just let's just leave it alone. This is probably its home or something." And he'll take a step—not
0: a stride. He'll take a step back. Step back. Wait and see. All right, Gorgo steps back. The creature disregards you, and that takes us to the wolf. Uh, Now, the wolf is... uh, uh, Rumpy is a little bit more interested than the moose is, and it steps closer and strides again and is keeping an eye on Jonesy and doesn't do anything else. Kind of makes a... sound.
3: (laughs) No, 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 don't come here.
0: Andreas, what do
1: you want to do? Uh, Andreas sees Corgo's method of animal play and... (laughs) (laughs) And... (laughs) recalls some of the successes that Kirko has had in the past and uh, follows suit. He will also take a step back.
0: Oh darn, I thought you were going to try to grapple it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's also going to take a step back. I want to uh, identify this thing if I can. Uh, Okay, make a nature check. As I said, my nature is
5: horrible.
6: Okay.
1: But uh, there you go. There's my blind nature check roll.
4: For the listener, it's pink.
0: Yep. Uh, so you are sure that this is a large animal. It's not unnatural or anything, but you don't know exactly what it is. You're very close to figuring out exactly what it is, but you didn't quite do it.
1: This is a terribly large animal. <laughs> Jonesy, I think you better, better keep Rumpy awake because it's probably tasty under all those shells. Uh, and he will take another step back.
0: And that brings us to Hrunkara, who has not received any orders and just hangs out. Jonesy, what do you want to do?
3: Jonesy will also back away and go over to Rumpy to just try to keep her away. All right. And I think that's it. I mean, I guess you can try to see what it You
0: could make a nature check if you want.
3: Yeah. Identify what it might be. feel like my nature's pretty terrible. Oh, it's plus four. Okay. Well, no, pretty bad. Seven.
0: Uh, might be a snake.
3: Gavel no. is a snake.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: might be poisonous.
0: What? <laughs>
3: Look at that tail, definitely.
4: It's a snake and you let me touch it? <laughs> I didn't know what the
3: time.
0: Uh, could be a bird. I don't know.
3: It might rattle at you, Gavel.
0: When Andrea steps away, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't take any aggressive action. It doesn't charge him. It makes like a little fake charge toward Andreas and then sort of settles back down and into its depression behind this stone. But it's watching Andreas really carefully.
1: Andreas is being similarly careful in its watching.
0: All right. We're back to Zancath. Do you want to do anything or just watch? Nature check. Nature check. Hey. Now wait a second.
2: I tried to do that blind, and apparently I did not. Well, okay, you so Andreas' check was was pink. Oh, I can see it.
0: Jonesy's
1: was is was the uh, normal you color. the private GM roll, which is private between you and Mike, uh,
2: whereas blind
1: is just Mike gets to see it. Okay, I see. I want blind
2: okay. GM roll. Okay, cool. Well, anyway. Well, in any case, well now Zen this cat. color scheme
0: makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah. What is
2: this? <laughs>
0: Zancath, you recognize that this is a glyptodon, which is a giant armadillo, which we used to have here in Florida. So the, this glyptodon is a giant mammal. It's an herbivore, mostly. It uh, might eat an insect sometimes. And it is just chilling. It's not being, it wasn't going to be aggressive except that you moved on its territory and scared it. And uh, now that you've backed away, it's probably going to be fine.
2: Do I know what it eats?
0: Yep. Uh, Mostly plants.
2: Okay. I'm going to... I
0: don't know more detail than that. If you want me to look, I can try to find...
2: I do not need more detail. Thank you, though.
0: Okay. (laughs) What did glyptodons eat? Mm -hmm. Small human children.
3: Well, they had really weird faces, actually.
1: Yeah. Their skull is a very interesting shape. That is a
2: weird skull. Okay. Let's Google this.
1: Oh, that's that's why we Wild. killed them
2: all. <laughs>
1: that's that's why. Strictly herbivorous,
0: they live on plant matter growing by the side of water bodies that they would dwell around.
2: It's got a furry face. Yeah. Weird.
0: All right. So the creature settles back down. As long as you're staying backed away, then it's not going to be aggressive.
2: Oh, uh, one other question from um, my nature roll. Would I know if it could have any benefit for the following?
0: Sure. Yeah, it could be recruited if you can manage to tame it. Uh, are you an expert in... in uh, no. no, I am You're
2: untrained just... in nature.
0: Ah, uh, Okay, uh, well, if you take an hour, you could use a tame animal feed to try to make it friendly.
2: But would it be helpful, like, is it just going to be a mouth to feed, or is it going to be able to do stuff for the following?
0: Um, it could, if it treats the following as its territory, it could be defensive, sure.
3: Okay, it's
2: not super helpful.
3: We could maybe use its poison.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't have any snakes in the fall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have a porcupine already.
3: Yes, we know.
0: So you want to just leave it alone? I yeah. think it's best if we leave it. Sure. Okay. So you leave the giant armadillo alone.
3: And is there anything else interesting about these
1: stones?
0: No, they're kind of featureless and boring. <laughs> they're just big standing
1: stones. No, like raven-haired women around.
0: No, no raven-haired women around, I'm afraid. It's just a big, boring barrow with undead and a magical stone and a (laughs) glyptodon. It's just boring.
1: It was terrible. What an awful episode. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Andreas thinks uh, we should probably consecrate this tomb if we can. So uh, his vote is to go back to the following and see if Natka can help us with uh, with that.
0: All right, you go back and ask Nacta if, if she can do the consecrate ritual. You walk back to the following. Everything is proceeding as normal. They're sort of resting toward the lower end of this hill that, this, um, uh, that, that, that the cairn was on top of. And you walk up to Nacta. You ask her about consecration rituals, and she
1: says, Nope, <laughs> I can't do those. Do you... Um... Know anybody who can. Nope.
3: Is that because you don't want to?
1: <laughs> nope. Anything else? Nope. I'm
0: gonna go back to taking care of this burnt guy.
1: Oh yeah, how is he doing?
0: Uh he's alright. Less crispy. Recovering slowly. <laughs>
1: can we uh can we get him on the call? I have a question. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Right, Not believe-
0: to be disturbed right now. <laughs>
2: Might not nope. have power based on the
1: storm that just came
2: through. Yeah, that's
4: fair. We're good on our side, town.
1: Anybody else have any ideas what we want to do today?
2: That's, I mean, that's mm. all I got. Can't consecrate it. We could discuss where we're going next. I mean, Jonesy could try
3: praying really hard. Don't night. strain yourself.
0: If you want to go back to the uh, the cairn and roll percentile, if you can roll a zero one. You maybe get some divine intervention going.
3: A zero one.
0: On a percentile dice.
3: Oh, that's hey, easy. You never know. Easy. Okay. I, I don't know how to roll a percentile dice on It's on, on
1: you. your dice tray. Yeah,
3: right. The, the two, it's a long two, two bottom right. All right. 24? No. Pretty close. pretty close Deadly. to one.
0: Not the same as one.
5: Oh, <laughs>
4: no,
3: Jonesy fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It does take three days Uh, We find Jones living like a day and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging out with the undead ladies.
3: (laughs) I had a dream I was making cheese toast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You now have to decide where to lead the following next. All to your east and south, there are plains in the immediate vicinity, so those are faster to travel through. Based on the map, you know there's some kind of cave somewhere to the southeast. With a box in it. Uh, To the northeast, you know that there was a uh, smiling, strange-looking face. Scowling face. Uh, You know the burning mammoths are like a month behind you. Can you see them on the map, the burning mammoths? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's crazy. They look like they're only like five hexes away. But there are so many barriers in their way. So many things that are going to slow them down that they're like a month behind you.
2: Well, and they only move... They move... Three, every three days. Every three days. So, like, yeah. yeah. So, question. Based on the uh, crit I got on the map, uh, can I tell, based on the knowledge that the burning mammoths are a month behind us, how far it is to the cave to the southeast?
0: You'd say it's maybe two or three hexes away. You know that it's in hills, or it looked like it was in hills, or like, like a cave under a hill. So, yeah, probably... Well, that's actually a complicated question, so let's think about that. It's three, maybe, hexes
6: away? Okay.
0: Three, maybe four hexes away? But the thing is, it depends on whether you are doing the full scouting and reconnoitering thing, right? Because if you take the following with you on this trip to find this cave, then you'll have to... Travel and then reconnoiter and travel and reconnoiter. If you're not taking them with you, if you leave them behind somewhere and then go look, you could move faster. So I'm going to leave that up to you.
1: I'm okay with leaving them there. I mean, I feel reasonably confident that they're safe while we're gone yeah. for a day and a half. So, like, if we took them one hex to the southeast from here, left them yes. there, then we can pound out the next couple days real quick, do the dungeon, and then run back.
2: Give them some time to rest. You know, they've been marching hard for a while. Okay.
0: Well, you were on reconnoiter activity one during the encounter at the High Barrows. So you still have to reconnoiter that hex the rest of the way for the following to be safe to move through it. So let's assume you do that, right? Okay. That's the 10th of Serenith. And on the 11th, you want to lead the following to the southeast. Yes. Yep. And then you're going to reconnoiter the planes. That only takes one activity because it's the planes. And then you want to continue without them. You still have the option of reconnoitering. It's just that you don't have to since you're not trying to make it safe for them so you can move faster, so you could just travel and travel. Right? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. yeah.
2: I Just travel. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I'm going to move this token so you can see what ha- what you're able to see, even though the following itself is not moving right? Got it. So, which way do you want to go? Do you want to go south or uh, southeast? Southeast, Southeast, I think. Okay, southeast. So, you move southeast and you can see that to your south are hills and to your northeast are hills. Zancath, you're pretty sure south is the direction you'd want to go based on that roll that you made. Is that where you're
2: heading? We continue south.
0: Okay. All right, so let me make a note here. So on the 13th, you just do a travel into the. That's actually supposed to be plains again, I think. Travel into the plains. And then on the 14th, you travel into the hills. And then you're traveling into the hills again on the 15th because it's difficult to rain. And you begin looking around for something that looks like a cave or uh, some place where a cave might be. As you're scouting this hex, looking for things that are dangerous, trying to find a cave, you do, in fact, come upon a cave in the hills. Zancath finds it. You wouldn't have noticed it if you hadn't been looking for it, thanks to that divination of Paku. And as you walk up to this cave, it's a simple opening in the side of this hill, and there is, in fact, sitting in this cave, a container, a box, made out of large bones fastened together with rawhide and sealed with tar and treated sap. It appears to be in good condition, but it is locked with a lock in the shape of a spiral comet.
1: That is the holy symbol of my goddess. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Andreas is like, this is so cool. And he like dives right in. He's checking it out. He's examining the different parts of the box. Um he thinks it's probably not beyond uh desna worshippers to trap or protect their cash so he's going to inspect it
2: zankath's worried about that too and would like to inspect as well maybe i'll aid zankath
0: okay you want to aid zankath go ahead if you're doing a perception check to look it over mm-hmm. uh yeah go ahead and make a make a perception check
1: oh. nope i'm going to hero point that okay oh well <laughs> no Well, that's not a natural one, but it's still an eight.
0: Okay, so that's still a a critical failure. Uh, So she suffers, what, a minus one? Uh,
1: Yeah. I think it's a minus one, yeah. No problem.
2: What am I rolling? Thievery? Perception? uh, Well,
0: uh, what are you trying to do? Are you just trying to check it over? I'm
2: just checking it at the moment.
0: Okay. um, Wait. You can make a perception. Let me
3: cast Guidance on you so you get a plus one.
2: Cool, cool, cool.
0: All right. So you're doing a perception check at the moment.
2: I get a plus one from the guidance. I get a minus one from the assistance. (laughs) Uh Uh, So it's straight. It's a 23.
0: 23. Yeah. So this is locked. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, because you rolled so well, what you're going to need to do to unlock this thing. Okay? Sure. Because it's kind of ridiculous. And I did I didn't make this up, all right? This is straight up what it says you have to do, okay? You have to to unlock it. You have to make 4 DC25 thievery checks.
1: Yeah, that's normal for locks, all right? What? Okay.
0: You got to make wow. 4 of them. It is? Yeah. And if you don't make 4 of them, then you can't unlock it. Or you could try to force it open. And the the danger of forcing it open is if you if you fail, you could damage the lock, or damage the um the box.
2: Well, I assume that I could try to open the lock, and if I fail, then forcing open is still an option.
1: For sure. Yeah, the danger is um, that if you critically fail, you break your thieves' tools.
0: I'll also say that based on the information that uh, Andreas gave you, this is something that belonged to followers of Ferasma.
1: Oh, Ferasma. I was thinking... Uh... This isn't my god. Never mind. I'm out.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so this is place there by clerics of Phorasma. Yeah, this is Phorasma's holy symbol. Oh,
1: I confused my symbols.
3: My bad. <laughs> Don't worry, I thought an armadillo was a snake.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so this is a symbol of Phrasma. You're You're pretty sure that this has some kind of ward or something on it. Uh,
2: Jonesy, Andreas, do you know anything about, uh, this god that these people worshipped? Anything that would give us an idea of what this ward might be? Jonesy knows something worth (laughs) (laughs) twenty-four.
1: I can read auras on it.
3: Okay,
0: uh, so you know that Phrasma uh, is the Arbiter, or in the realm of the Mammoth Lords, known as the Judge of Souls... And followers would travel around this area sometimes, trying to uh, do good. In particular, fighting necromancy.
3: That's exactly how Jonesy says it, and he also <laughs> scratches his neck exactly like okay. Mike did.
1: All right. I think stuff that like everybody would know about phrasma is that like, or like the common mythology is that like when you die, you don't go to heaven or the abyss or Elysium or whatever, you go to the Boneyard and you wait in line until Phrasma gets to you and then she judges you based on your actions in life and sends you to the realm that you're destined for or sends you back to do it again or punishes you to to stay in the Boneyard forever and she is the goddess of like midwives and funerals and fate. It's a very interesting kind of dichotomy.
2: Yeah, that's, that's interesting.
4: Whoa, Jonesy, you're really smart. I had no idea. Oh, thank you.
2: <laughs> I am quite smart.
4: Dying sounds really lame. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lots of waiting, it sounds like.
0: It's very bureaucratic. <laughs> if you want to open this thing, you're going to have to make the thievery checks or the athletics check.
3: Or we could all stand back very far and I could catch spiritual weapon. <laughs> and poke at the lock until it opens.
0: And Zancath, you also know that you're not going to be able to disable this trap until you open the thing. There's no way to disable it right now. Okay. Or re- trap or hazard or um ward, going on there. whatever the thing is that that is on this. You can't disable it right now.
1: Um with Reedara, can I determine the school of magic? Necromancy. Ooh.
0: <laughs> it has two traits, but you only detect schools of magic, is that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the only school associated with it is necromancy. You, can you identify the type of magic like. Um, arcane divine. Arcane yeah. divine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's divine.
1: Yeah, okay. That's what I figured.
2: Makes sense. Uh, I can try to unlock it. That's four 16 pluses that I have to roll.
1: Ooh, what can we do to help you with that? If anything, like true strike's not going to do anything.
2: Maybe if we cast Heal on it. I
1: have a bit of whiskey here. (laughs) Give it a
2: phoenix down. Anybody get the joke? No, just me. Okay, somebody out there might get uh, it.
4: I get it. Is, What's is a that phoenix a Final down? Fantasy joke or something? It's a
2: Final Fantasy joke. Okay. There's yeah. a train that you fight in Final Fantasy VI, and if you give it a phoenix down, it
0: it like flips upside down or something.
2: Oh my Go gosh! It. You
4: just busted out a Final Fantasy VI reference. I'm a
3: What's big it? Final Fantasy don't try VI to fan. Put, uh,
4: don't try to put ages on us right here. We you sound young <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> we're, we're hip with all the Gen Zers.
3: We sound so young.
4: I
2: am not hip at all. You're
1: telling me that you think people under the age of 23 have played Final Fantasy 6. They should. My students don't play a game unless it's on an iPad. Yeah. What? That seems right.
0: My students haven't seen a movie if it's older than 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Anyway, uh, so do you, anything anybody can think of to help Zancath with
1: this check? We already cast guidance on her, so she's immune to that for an hour. Yep, uh, Corgo is literally our last hope.
4: <laughs> Corgo's, um, like thinking about dying. Like he's so into this now. He's, he's like, he's like, why? Why? I don't understand why you would stand in a line. I've never seen anyone. Wh- why? What is the purpose of the line? <laughs> it's just a very
3: polite thing to do.
4: But I just the. P- the people that want to go first can just go first, and anybody like that doesn't want to can just wait around. It's just, whatever. <laughs> what are we doing?
2: Um, <laughs> if a god tells you to wait in a line, then you're going to wait in a line. Okay. okay. I'm sure I
3: might have something we could use, but I would probably need a long rest in order to... But I don't know if it's going to give us much more than a plus one.
2: Hey, I've got one hero point.
4: I feel like I've seen, you know, like eagles, they'll pick up turtles, like, and then they'll fly up really high and drop them from the sky. And I, you know, I feel like that's helpful somehow. Okay. I'm going to hang out over here until you guys figure out how to open the box.
2: Why don't you guys back up while I do this? (laughs) Corgo
4: could help, but he's too, his is too low to really... Sure. It would be too high of a risk of making it
1: worse.
6: Okay. Okay. So
0: no one's going to uh, attempt to aid...
1: I am try- yeah, I'm trying to read through the divine spells really quick to help Jeanette. The only
3: I- thing I'm seeing is another plus one stat bonus. Don't see anything else I could help. Unless I can command it to open. It's
1: times
2: like this I miss enhance abilities.
1: We could cast Schodenfreude on you.
2: Sounds reasonable.
1: So that when you critically fail, everybody else around you is impressed.
3: Oh, okay. You know. <laughs> You know why not? Just
4: go for it. You got
3: this. What if I cast Ray Enfeeblement on the lock? It should lower the lock's level, right? That happens.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Um, I don't
3: think so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's what Final Fantasy would do. Yeah, I mean, Final that's
3: the guys.
2: The, the yeah. theme.
5: Mm. You I, got. You got yeah. the Zanks. Like I, got I don't have knock, this... so I've
3: got nothing. Yeah.
2: Nope. Let's do this. Now, do you have? tools
6: that you're using for picking
2: this? I don't know. <laughs>
6: <laughs> because
0: if you critically fail, you break your tools that you're using.
2: I mean, my background is something that I feel like should involve... I've got a criminal background. I well, should have these. tools. You have a set
0: of tools, Thank but you. keep in mind that if you critically fail,
2: I'll break them. you won't
1: have a set of tools. Yes. Yeah, it would take me days to repair them for you.
2: Yep. Well, consider how much I've needed them. A spiritual weapon lets you
3: create, I think a weapon of your, cho- oh no, it's gotta be a club or a dagger or your deity's favorite weapon. Never mind. I thought maybe.
1: Ray really likes lockpicks. Maybe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, let's do this.
0: Alright, here we go.
2: Roll one. 20.
0: Not a success.
2: Wait, uh, does, it-
1: do we have to count how many failures or does it yes. just, she has to get Four.
4: She just has to get the successes but if she f- has oh, a critical failure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. okay.
5: Okay.
2: Okay. Okay. That's less scary.
0: Yep. Nope. I guess. I mean, it doesn't say. It just says you have to succeed 4 times. Yeah. 18. 18 is not a success.
2: 17. <laughs> 17 is wait, not wait, a success. <laughs> 21.
0: Not a success.
2: 28. 28. Yeah. one
0: success. ah. ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> 12 is a critical failure.
2: Oh, oh, then I'll I'll hero point it and uh okay. take that 27 I just rolled.
0: Okay. So that's two successes.
2: Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Ooh, didn't want to blow the hero point that early, but here you we are.
4: The, you got the You six.
2: 25. Three successes I'm on the edge of my seat. She's going to do it. Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> 23.
0: That's a failure.
2: Four <gasps> Yeah. Oh, oh. successes.
0: Holy cow. She did wah, wah,
2: wah, wah. it. With the help of a
0: hero point. All right. And with a satisfying click, you have defeated
1: this lock. <laughs> I never knew you were such a criminal. <laughs> this changes my perception of it's, you forever. It's
0: really impressive watching her doing it <laughs> as she carefully turns her lockpick one direction and then another direction. And eventually you hear four clicks and the chest is unlocked.
3: I love the idea of the whole party being suspicious of her and like hiding all her stuff.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Been traveling with she, you guys for like months she, and years she told, and she told that <laughs> campfire night that she was a bad girl and we we just laughed and didn't really take it seriously and <laughs> she came <kept> in the lock.
5: <laughs> now I see her for what now she I really to, is. I have to tiptoe around everywhere. <laughs>
2: Uh Yeah, Zagath just uh, steps back and motions to the chest. No, I'll open it in case something terrible happens.
1: Wait, the trap? Are you sure?
2: We have to open it before the trap can.
1: It's unlocked. We got to try now to do something about the strap.
2: Okay, then I don't do anything. This is somebody else's job. I did my job.
1: So Andreas, uh, uh, with his aura reading, is going to see it Like now that it's unlocked is there a particular component of the chest that is worded? Is there something we can do to deactivate that as we go?
0: Or You look this chest over, you scanned it with your read aura. And you know there there's something magical about it, but there is nothing on the outside of it to disable.
5: Okay.
1: Corvo, you're gonna have to open it.
2: Uh, why don't I open it?
1: He's 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 bigger than you and 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 to be frank, he's a nice guy. He'll do it for you.
2: Yes, but uh <laughs> that's I could just do it myself. Alright. Everybody step back.
1: Andreas takes eighteen steps back.
2: Eighteen <laughs> steps back. That's a very specific number.
1: <laughs> so I do actually want to know where everybody is. I want to know who's
0: So we know that Zancath is bravely opening the box. Where is everyone else?
1: Yeah, Andreas is about 20 feet away.
0: 20 feet away.
3: Jonesy is following Andreas. He's about to call Corgo to form a line, but then he recalls how traumatized (laughs) Corgo is. Stop it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Corgo's at the mouth of the cave, and, and he's like, but wh- why would she just send you back to do it all
0: over again? Like, that doesn't make sense. You already did it. Yeah. I don't know. get it. Uh, so, Corgo, you're near Zancath then. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and us
4: Zancath's near the no. box,
0: that's going to explode.
4: Yes. Like, uh, <laughs> where
2: Zancath turns around and glares at Corgo until he backs up some more.
1: goes with Jonesy and Andreas complaining about verasma.
0: Okay. All right. So, the three of you are 20 feet away. And Zankath is by herself at the box.
1: Andreas pulls his binoculars out.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> and where where is the uh, wolf and the uh, where's the moose, and the cat?
1: They're playing outside.
2: They've just been
3: chilling okay. outside, distance right? Distance away.
0: They're 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 hundreds of feet away. <laughs> Okay. Oh boy, All I'm right. worried about this new just, radius of safety that was just yeah. declared. Just <laughs> trying to get some idea of where everybody is. Okay, so they're so far away they couldn't possibly come to your aid, is what you're saying. Yep. That <laughs> too. Yep. Okay, slowly, carefully,
2: Zancath... Well, there's nothing slow about it. No, no, it's fling it open. Quickly, she flings open uh-huh. the box recklessly carelessly (laughs) flings
0: open the box like a fool
2: dives to the ground
0: And we'll find out what happens next time.
2: Oh come on!
0: <laughs> no, worst episode ever. ever. So boring. <laughs> All we do is pick locks. And...
4: <laughs> you just yeah. told our listeners to wait in a line. Just doing.
6: I just just, what the, in lines and
4: just
1: doing on. what the adventure
6: said to do, guys. I'm just. Mm. I'm just doing what it said. <laughs>
4: The adventure says to stop the episode right when we open the box.
6: (laughs) Uh, No, what's in the
2: box? What's in the box? Thanks for listening to Broken Tusk Rising. You can help the podcast by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The House of Bob, or by chatting with us on Discord, and most of all, by supporting us on Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash The House of Bob. This show is possible due to all our patrons who get special zines, one-shots, commentary, and currently patrons at the $10 level get a Mega Dungeon level based on the tarot every month. Art for this campaign is by Sean Makes, and art for social media is by Jeanette. Audio production and music are by Mike Hammock. Thanks again for listening, and roll on.
0: Cue up everything. I'm sorry. I'm a little less prepared than I was before my power went out. Sorry, just a moment.
1: Gosh, Mike, just deal with the beginning of the semester and hurricane and another random storm that just came out of nowhere and a bunch of power <laughs> outages while your power generator sitting outside just waiting, begging to be used.
0: Yeah, I know. I am totally irresponsible. What was that deep
1: metallic ring?
2: Uh, Jeanette hit her mic.
1: Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was a mic slap. She was so amazed by the armadillo. It's that her an armadillo.
5: Was like, <laughs> what?
2: Uh,
0: that succeeds. You Whoa. managed to grapple it. Is this right? These numbers seem strange. Huh. Okay. Yeah. You succeed. <laughs> I didn't expect that to work. That's what Corgo says. Whoa, I didn't expect this to work. You know what? Let me double check that. These numbers actually look suspicious, um, like there's something wrong with some of them. So hold on just a moment. Let me check this.
1: Drag in a fresh giant armadillo, perhaps.
0: Yes, those are wrong. Okay, let me try dragging another one in. Oh, those are even wronger. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like you can't just say things are wrong so
2: that it suits you.
3: You're
0: just I mean, well, now. some of them are right, but most of them... <laughs> well, I'd
2: really love the saves to be better on this creature, so we're just going to take care <laughs> just of that. Swap it.
4: <laughs> this GM screen is very chaotic.
0: <laughs> Look, the, the monster that I dragged in had a plus two for fortitude refle- uh, reflex and will save for all oh, of them. Oh yeah, that would be too low. That can't be right, right? Yeah. Which we used to have here in Florida. Anyway.
4: What'd you do to them, Mike? <laughs> what what I,
3: happened? Well, clearly it was Andreas.
0: It wasn't me. It was you. You and your friends killed the glyptodons and left their shells all over. What? That's me. Who put that new text there?
1: Relax. It's just me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who
2: did I that? mean, I really?
1: A, I want to make a note.
2: If it's not you doing it, Mike, let's be honest. We know who's doing it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to write something like most boring area.
1: do not return maybe we find the consecrate spell and we want to come back you can come back there's probably some really cool stuff that the whites were protecting.
2: I mean we could just go kill the whites but I don't know how hard that is
1: we have a month
5: (laughs) what's in the box what's in the box for everybody who's under
3: 23 don't worry about it
1: yeah yeah
4: just go play Final Fantasy 6 yeah. and you can get back to us when you're done
2: Mike <laughs> if your power had gone out then we would know what was going to happen tonight right. so uh, true.
0: Is, oh, yeah, I think you point. should tell
2: us because it's on you
0: I mean if you want to go an extra few minutes we could do it
2: no, that's five that's minutes all
0: right. do you want to go an extra five minutes no that's a good cliffhanger it is a good cliffhanger <laughs> it's yes. a good Don't cliffhanger that, I just try. hate
2: it <laughs> yeah
0: I mean, I could tell you what it, what happens, and then we could end it on no, no. kind of I, no. okay. I think it was oh, no. perfect. <laughs> All right. I think it's better to start the next episode with Zankath
1: dying yeah. instead yes. of Me too.
0: ending this episode with Zankath dying.
1: We'll let us know now if she needs yeah. to re-roll. I'll, I'll no.
2: work on my second character. I think we should make her scramble. <laughs>
1: Let's do it live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: thanks, everybody. Uh, we need somebody to read the outro.
3: How come we just don't reuse the recordings?
0: Um, I don't know. Someone said it's a good idea to record them each time. So they're fresh and different, even though the text is the same. So, I don't know.
3: Who said that? Alex? God. God, It Alex. might
0: have been Alex. Well, I, think, I Alex think it was probably Alex. We <laughs> can say whatever we want about Alex. He doesn't listen to these. so That's why I like saying whatever
5: I want. That's why I, that, like that, that's I, why I used his <laughs> name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay.